Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy. No training camp today, but that doesn't mean there's not a lot of Broncos things to get to as we prepare for their first preseason game under head coach Sean Payton tomorrow night. Coming up in Arizona, that awful turf. Please, everyone. I want everyone tonight, and I am not kidding at all. I'm not yelling yet. I'm not kidding. Everyone say a damn prayer. And I don't mean damn. Say a prayer. Say more than one prayer that your Denver Broncos are going to get out of that game healthy. Because it was just a few days ago, Arizona lost three players to season-ending injuries in the same day on that turf. Uh, NFL's got to do something. And we've seen this before. There was a game in Philadelphia because uh, the Link, Lincoln Financial Field, I think that's, I don't know what it's still called. <laughs> All the corporate sponsors. Um, that field was so terrible that teams refused to play on it. Or was that at uh, Washington Stadium? Either way, I think it was like NFC East team. Do you remember, KJ? Was that Eagles or was that Washington? That was Washington. It was Washington. Okay. So we've seen this before where teams just flat out refuse to play. If I'm Sean Payton, and Sean Payton kind of uh, poo-pooed it yesterday. It was a great question. I think it was Troy, maybe somebody like that. Who said, you know, hey, the the turf, Arizona, and he's like, yeah, well, they practice on it and all this. Like, if I'm Sean Payton, and Sean Payton is on a very thin line of whether things work or things don't. Not with him. Okay, Sean Payton has time. Sean Payton has power. Sean Payton has cachet. But there is a very thin line for this Denver Broncos team. Are they a 10-win team? Are they going to the playoffs? Are they an 8-win team? That line is incredibly thin. Are they a 9-win team? Are they a 7-win team? That line is incredibly thin for the Denver Broncos. You can't afford to lose really anybody, but you've, you've lost enough, okay? You've, you've lost enough on this team. You need some stuff to go your way. You're waiting for guys to come back like a Mike McGlinchey. Like, that's, that's huge for this team. You need that guy healthy, and he hasn't been great in training camp. Garrett Bowles. Hasn't been great in training camp. Need to him to stay healthy and come back from that fractured ankle. But for the love of God, for the love of everything that's holy above, please just let him get through this game. Or if you're Sean Payton, and Sean Payton has this type type of power. He has this type of weight. Uh, I believe it's Tech 9. I push. No, 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 no. It's Ice Cube. What am I talking about? It's Ice Cube. I push rhymes like I push weight. If there's an ice cube in the National Football League at the head coaching position, it is Sean Payton. He pushes rules like he pushes weight. I don't know. Either way, if I'm Sean Payton and I don't like that turf, this isn't about changing your cleats. This is about changing the venue or canceling the damn game. If I'm Sean Payton, I go out there, I look at that turf. If it's bad and no amount of cleats are going to keep you away from these type of injuries. The Arizona Cardinals practice on that damn field every single day, and they lost three players in one day. Injuries happen. I get this. I'm not catastrophizing. I'm not saying this is the worst ever, but I just need I need to make sure. I need Sean Payton to make sure that if it ain't right, you're not playing. 
if that turf doesn't look halfway decent, you are not playing. I would rather the Broncos cancel the game or reschedule or whatever. I don't even care. It's a preseason game, okay? As someone who has every preseason game on tape from the year 2000 till now, I admire the preseason. I learn a lot in the preseason. I don't need to learn anything if that turf doesn't look good. So DMAC asked who I was going to yell at, and I did say Garrett Bowles because Bowles needs to be better. I got some thoughts on him and uh, his stands coming up in a little bit, but uh, can I yell at grass? <laughs> can I yell at an, uh, nature? Like, uh, come on, grass, grow better. Like, uh, do something. That turf is awful. And if that turf is bad, I would much rather, as excited as I am for tomorrow night, as ready as I am for a digital post-game show that I will be hosting as soon as the two-minute warning hits in that game, as excited as I am to jump on camera and talk about the Broncos game and go over the stats and go over the numbers and go over the plays, I would much rather lose out on the hours, lose out on the experience, and just know the Broncos were safer. It's football. You're never really safe. I'm not going to compare it to bull riding, but on bull riding, you got to be a little crazy to get on 2,000 pounds and nasty. And you know that every time you get on a bull, you put your life in your hands. Every time you step on the football field, you're risking a lot. And these guys don't get, I understand. And, and listen, I'm blue collar. I work two jobs. Like, I get that, okay? Like, I, I've, you know, that's just the way it is. So I'm going to say something that might tick off a lot of people, but there's some of these players that don't make as much as they give into this. It's the corporation of the NFL the corporations of these teams that rake in the dough and some of the players and the way that they're treated and the way that they're paid is exploitative. Now, I understand league minimum is $250 a year or whatever. It's a significant amount of money. And, you know, be better with your money, whatever. Like, yeah, but you have, you're in the NFL for three years, maybe. And as much as 250000 you know, guy makes 300000 a year, as much as that is, after taxes, that three years when you barely make a million dollars, that's not going to last you the rest of your life, especially with the lifestyle that some of these players want to have. Like, no, that this game, the longevity is too short. It's just, it's not there. And again, as the 20-year guy, do you know how many players I've seen come and go in this league? You know any players that have been hot and then not and then gone? Countless players that were great in college. They're the studs, and then they get to the pros, and they got a year, and then boom, they're done. Boom, they're gone. We're watching a Netflix documentary about them or something, Johnny Football, whatever. Like, that happens all the time. So if this turf isn't right in Arizona, just don't play. Just don't play. Uh, would it be disappointing? Sure. Would I be a little bit upset? Yeah, I mean, kind of, but if Sean Payton goes out there and it's not good enough, then just cancel it. Just be done. Arizona, you got to be better. You got to have better turf. Like, you got to handle things better. These, It's a professional football league. It's the biggest sport in all of America, not the world. But, and it's a poorly run franchise. I kind of want to get into the Steve Keim, um, you know, case of mistaken identity, uh, but I will leave that alone. This is an Arizona sports talk, but just know that uh, 
you know, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff with that team, and some of those guys are gone now, but, like, you think Washington was bad? I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just going to leave that alone. Again, not Arizona sports talk, but you think you think the you think Dan Snyder was terrible? Uh, let me introduce you to the Bidwell family. Like, there's there's a lot of this stuff with uh, too many of these teams. Not every team, but too many of these teams have this kind of junk going on in the background. Well, Arizona, you poorly run organization. You got a crap field. Like, you better get that thing right. And if you're the Denver Broncos, it's too much is on the line this year. Do you know how the trust will be breached from Broncos fans? Broncos fans are so nervous, and I don't blame any of them. I don't blame a single Broncos fan. I've talked to a ton of you out at Centura Health Training Center, CHTC. I've talked to a ton of you. I've had a good time. You know, like I've often said, practice starts at 10. They don't really do anything until 11. So, you know, I might have chat here and there with some fans. And so many fans are just so nervous about this season. They're so heartbroken. And it's only human nature. It's only human nature that these fans, rabid fans, crazy fans, great fans, that these fans would be heartbroken. Because the last seven years have stunk to a level that we've never seen in 40 years. They've stunk like they did before Super Bowl twelve, before the Orange Crush defense. It's been a minute since you've seen the Broncos look this terrible. Not even bad. Humiliating. Embarrassing. Joke. And that's sad, knowing the rich history of this franchise. Knowing how excited everyone for, was for Russell Wilson. That's why there's some rush, uh, pause, or not necessarily backlash, but just people, oh, yeah, well, he's done, or, you know, he starts a little slow in camp. Yeah, 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 he sucks. Like, none of this is true. Sean Payton is here. You should be excited. But know this. The line is exceptionally thin for this team. It's razor thin. So whether they're 10 wins, they might be going to the playoffs, or they're 7 wins. And you're getting rid of a lot of people. If it's seven wins, you are moving heaven and earth. You are doing what you can to get a franchise quarterback. If it doesn't, if you're not 10 with Russ, then three is gone. 10 is the magic number for number three. Because if number three doesn't get this team to 10 wins, then number three will be looking for another job. And that's how this game goes. It's brutal, it's cold hearted, but. Russ needs to perform. This team needs to perform. And if you are a fan that's a little bit uneasy about their prospects, I totally get it. I don't blame you at all. Don't blame you a single bit if you are uneasy when it comes to what this franchise can be this year. Because you heard it all last year. We were all super excited. A lot of us ignored what was going on at training camp. You know, and we tried to put a good spin on it. I do give a lot of credit. To Stokely and Zach, because they were like, nah, this this is weird, man. This is, uh, you know, training glamp and camp cupcake or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, it was, eh, it was different. And I understand nobody wants to hear a bunch of negative stuff all the time. And we tried to put a positive spin on it. Not a, you know, 
totally ignorant spin of they're going to be good no matter what and let's go Broncos. That's not analysis. But we would try to analyze this is the new way and this is Hackett and whatever. I said it today on Orange and Blue today. I cannot wait until the day that I don't have to utter the name Nathaniel Hackett. I can't wait. Now, it's probably going to be after week five when they play the Jets and then after that, but it's like the guy, and I've shared this story before. I got a buddy of mine that just cannot stop talking about his ex-wife, and they've been divorced uh, 10 years. I'm like, dude, let it go. Like, seriously. Like, uh, you know, it it was rough. I get it. Um, But you got to move on. And as soon as I can stop talking about Nathaniel Hackett, I cannot wait for that day because I can't stand talking about him for football reasons. I won't get in trouble, maybe, but, like, I I just, I I can't stand the guy. Can't stand the goatee. Can't stand anything about him. Can't stand the way he looks. Can't stand the way he sounds. And he's a nice guy. But I'm just so jaded from last year and the excitement that I had. I'm jaded about the excitement that I had. I'm not even a Broncos fan. But I had excitement about this team. I had excitement about the prospects of what Russell Wilson could be. And Nathaniel Hackett completely screwed it up and caused Russell Wilson to develop bad habits. So now you are in a situation where you're going to have to make a decision pretty soon on Garrett Bowles. And if he's not at 2020 level, which he won't be, that decision may be to move on. Mike McGlinchey has not looked good. You paid him a bunch of money. A lot of 49ers fans were coming out of the woodwork saying, like, well, this is what you get with McGlinchey, and he's going to hold a bunch, and this is just what he is. And he's a 6'9 tackle, so some of it you just got to take with it. But you know he's a run grader, a run grader, road grader as a run blocker. So you want to get to run of the ball where he's going to be able to do that. Now he's hurt. So you may be in a situation, and this is how razor thin it is, and this is why I want Sean Payton to cancel the game. If that turf's not right, just cancel it. It was a game in Washington preseason a few years ago. Just don't play. Do not play in unsafe conditions rather than just get some reps in. You guys are getting in plenty of great work at training camp. The nice thing about training camp this year is it's actual football. No, I'm serious. Real, live, intimidating at times football. And it's great. It's fun to see. So I get the preseason and get into another team, but it's vanilla. It's Jack Del Rio's favorite time of year. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla defense. Vanilla offense. It's vanilla. You thought I was going to say Jack Del Rio's favorite time of year was the Senior Bowl where he could dance with chunky interns at Veets. But either way, like, for me, this thing is too important. It's too critical. And there's too much on the line. You can't be losing any more players that are significant. I don't even want to say their names. I don't want to put that out there. Don't you put that on my name, Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't want to put that out there at all. Okay? But there's certain players, and you probably can think of them very easily, that if you lose them, you're done. You're toast, to quote Die Hard. Like, you are done. There's certain... There's just a level of player and the lack of depth. You don't have any options. There are other, there's places on this roster where you could lose a starter and you'd be okay. There's not many of them, though. There's not many. There's some talent on this team. There is a lack of depth. 
D-Max said, I hate him. Hating on Montreal Washington. I don't hate Montreal Washington. I've said it. I've reported it. I've talked about it. I apologize to him. Like, yeah, he's had some good plays. He hasn't been great. He has a line that is razor thin as well. Montreal Washington go from being the team's punt returner and making the 53 to being out of the league. It could be like that because of the people that I talked to across the league, and I got a bunch of good information, lots of it on the Chiefs, by the way, uh, some information that's very interesting about the Bills. I'll save that for a different show. Um, of all the people that I talked to with 31 teams not named the Denver Broncos, do you know how many teams or players? Because And here's the other thing. I'll throw this in. I'll share a story. It was a few years ago. Deshaun Williams was on to come up, right? Like Jonathan Harris is for this team now. Jonathan Harris is fantastic, crazy. I mean, just incredible. If you are surprised that he was on number one on the depth chart, you have not been paying attention, period, bottom line. So a few years ago, I had my buddy, and I've got a couple of buddies that run CFL teams. And you'll see some CFL scouts at preseason games because they come down here and just like at the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, you've got Canadian scouts that are looking for talent that are that's going to fall through the cracks and could play up in Canada. Guys who want to play football, they don't make it in the pros. Uh, Canada's a place that they can go make a little bit of money. I think I think you make like forty thousand a year. I think quarterbacks would make like eighty thousand or hundred thousand. They're a little bit higher. Um, so I had a, a guy that runs a team, general manager of a team reach out to me and said, hey, uh, will Deshaun Williams be available? Do you think he's going to make it? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, move on. Go find somebody else because Deshaun Williams can play. You know, much like I feel about Jonathan Harris. Like, Jonathan Harris can play. That dude's good. And you may not have heard of him or know much about him, but just wait. So I will say this. Of all the teams that I talked to, 31 other teams, of the Canadian teams that I talked to, talking to scouts, talking to executives, KJ, would you render a guess as to how many inquiries I've gotten about Montreal, Washington, just even how is he looking? Do you, can you venture a guess? Zero. Correct. I would get calls about Deshaun Williams. Hey, do you think we can get him up in Canada? No. I, nobody asked me about Montreal, Washington. Nobody. Now, it doesn't mean that he can't play or he's not the greatest ever or whatever I have to say, so don't make everybody mad. Like, please, everyone stop. Stop with this outrage over everything, please. And I'm not even talking about football. I'm talking just in general in life. You hate Montreal, Washington. No, I don't. No, I don't. But there's no other team interested in the guy. Would he get a job? Sure. Is he fast? Yes. Did he beat up on Florida? Yeah, but the Gators suck. Like, sorry. I mean... Come on, everybody. This preseason is razor thin. And that's why these games are so very important. This preseason is razor thin. And the Broncos don't need to lose anybody. And guys like Montra Washington, you got to come through. You've had some plays. You've made some good things happen. You are not the number one returner. And you have to be the number one returner if you are going to make this 53-man roster because you're going to keep an extra tight end. You might keep Nate Adkins instead of Montreal Washington. And it doesn't have anything to do with Montreal Washington's game. You might keep, you're definitely keeping Burton. Burton is staying. He is the fullback. The fullback will be on this team and will be a larger part of the offense than people think. They're going to run the heck out of the ball. So are you keeping three backs and a fullback? Sounds about right. If you keep three backs and a fullback, 
and you keep four tight ends, well, now that's eight players. Are you really going to keep six receivers? Probably not. And that's why Montreal Washington has to make a play that says, you can't cut me. No matter what numbers crunch that you come up against, no matter how you want to craft this roster, and it can happen in one game. Remember, it happened that way for one C.J. Anderson years ago when he was undrafted out of Cal, and he played in one game against Seattle, had a pretty good game, and then he hurt his knee, and the team kept him on the active roster. He had an injured knee. He played in one preseason game, undrafted, out of Cal, but they saw enough. And I said in the first week of camp, I said, that's the best back on this roster, on this team. That's why Peyton Manning gives me a shout-out. Hi, Peyton. Montreal, Washington can do that, but it is so razor thin that he's he almost has to do that. He almost has to make a play. He's capable of it. We've seen him do it. We know he can do it. But come game time, is that mind calmed down? It's something that I asked his coach, Coach Katwika, about the yips. How do you get Montreal over the yips? I don't think you can recreate that pressure until you get to a game, and preseason is close enough because you do not want Montreal to make the 53, then go out in week one against the Raiders in what could be a tougher-than-you-want game, and then screw it up. You want to know as much as you can. You want to be assured as much as you can in the preseason that he's not going to have the yips, the mental part of his game where he just gets super nervous and then he doesn't feel stuff right and then he bobbles and then it's a muff punt and then it's a turnover and then and then he's benched and then he's gone. There's a reason why Jerry Rosberg showed up and deactivated him. And it doesn't mean I hate him and it doesn't mean he can't change. Like, that's the great thing about this game. Nick Benito, uh, two weeks ago, don't know about Nick Benito. Man alive, this guy, he was a rusher, but you could run right at him. There's no problem. He, and I even saw this in mandatory minicamp. I reported on it as much as I could. Um, he has got eyes for the quarterback, and that's it. Um, there were some times that you could run underneath Nick Benito. Not only can you run at Benito because he's a little bit smaller, you just push him out of the way. You can run under him. Just get him to go outside because he's just hunting quarterbacks. That's all he's doing. He's hunting quarterbacks. If you run away from him, he'll chase it down, which is good. That's a good thing for Nick Benito. It's something he's always done. But if you run under him, it's wide open because he's just going to take that loop. He's going to get on that hula hoop. He's going to get around thinking he's hunting quarterbacks. And you can just run right in, just a little draw play right there. Nick Benito has changed the narrative. Nick Benito, if Jonathan Cooper wasn't practicing so well, Nick Benito would be the star of training camp. I know Stokely gets a star every day. Every day, Stoke? Every day you get a star, okay? If I got one star, some people rate my show one star. If I got one star, I would say it's Jonathan Cooper, but if I got two, it would easily be Nick Benito. Easily. Not even a question. So he's changed the narrative. Montreal, Washington, you are on the bubble. You can change the narrative. You make a play in the preseason, and you can win a job. And you can be on this team. And it's likely only as a return man. Maybe there's a package of plays, you know, some, some speed stuff involved. I don't want to give anything away. But 
I would use him on a jet sweep. Something like that. That's just me. Not giving anything away. That's just me. You've got other options, though. Marvin Mims, specifically. Who's better? No doubt. No question. But you can change the narrative, and that's the beautiful thing about this game. I just want to talk ball. I just want to watch ball. And if the Denver Broncos and head coach Sean Payton doesn't feel like that turf is good enough, don't play. It's not worth it. Well, I did promise DMAC that I would yell about Garrett Bowles, so here goes nothing coming up next. Training Camp 2023, Lincoln Tech. For Denver Sports tonight, I want you to go to denversports.com and check out all of our content on all things Denver sports. We appreciate you for doing that. You can also sign up for the Denver Sports Daily, hot and fresh to your inbox every single morning. Top Denver sports news. Again, everything. Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets, Rockies, CU Buffs, and more. It's all for free, no damn paywalls. It is denversports.com, and it's our Denver Sports Daily. Sign up because you have a life and we don't. So <laughs> you want to keep up with all things Denver Sports, it's one spot, everybody, denversports.com. We ask the questions. We try to answer the questions. We give you the best coverage, hands down. Um. Because it's fair coverage, and it's the right type of coverage. And I'm very proud of what we've done digitally at DenverSports.com. I want you to check it out. Please do that. Uh, You want to support the show, you're a fan of mine or whatever, like, please, uh, DenverSports.com. Just posting some clips from my interview with Pat Sertan. You've heard it here on this show. Um, So posting those on social right now. And then trying to conjure up the energy to... Promise, fulfill a promise that I made to DMAC because he's like, Who are you going to yell at? He loves that. He's like, Who are you going to yell at? And I was like, I don't know. Garrett Bowles? No, I don't have anything to yell at about with Garrett Bowles. He's just got to be better. I do take issue with like his like super fans, like, or, or super fans just in general of, of any player. Like, you, you have to be, you can be a super fan, be super kind of realistic, please. For the love of God, um, and I know that there's fans out there that, you know, uh, ran into him at the Chipotle like I did, and they, now they think that he's a, their best friend. Like, Garrett Bowles is a good man. He's a good man who's been through a lot. And I won't name the team, but I've told you guys on the air before, I know an NFL franchise that took him off the board before the draft. They're like, no, we don't want to deal with that. And I give one million percent credit to Garrett Bowles, to his family, because the family definitely helps out, like, for, you know, putting his life on no track that he wants it to be. Garrett Bowles has a mean streak on the field. He's a teddy bear off the field. And I appreciate that about him. Uh, I know that I've said some things about Garrett Bowles that has drawn the ire of those uh, super fans. You'll be all right. But you know what? Garrett still talks to me. Garrett didn't want to kick my ass like Donald Stevenson did. And Donald Stevenson can't play. At least Garrett Bowles can play. Now, could you play better? Um, I'm going to quote Martin Lawrence. You so crazy. Could you do what you did earlier, please? And by earlier, I mean 2020. 
<laughs> I'm not talking about that, KJ. If you know the if you know the scene in the stand up routine, um, yeah. Can you do what you did earlier, please, Garrett? You because it's it's not been good, everybody. Okay, and this is where coverage matters and and fairness matters. Like, there's high expectations for Garrett Bowles. He's been a Pro Bowl level player. He needs to make sure that he stays there. He's a well-paid player. They've got two of the highest-paid tackles in the National Football League. These guys need to be better. And that doesn't mean I'm a hater. I think that's a word that is way overused when you merely bring up something. I remember being called a Drew Locke hater because I said his footwork was terrible. I'm like, I've told Drew and his father. like, And Drew's a great guy, and he's a great guy. But can we talk about this stuff, or do we have to just be like, I don't know, it'll work it out. Let's see, go Broncos. That's not coverage. And I understand there's outlets out there that maybe that's what you want to do. That's fine, but that's not coverage. Coverage is asking the questions, making the observation, and then projecting what's going to be right, projecting what needs to happen. This team needs Garrett Bowles. You know what you need Garrett Bowles to get? Get paid again. That's what you need. So when I say this, in a way, you think I'm attacking Garrett Bowles or I'm attacking his fans or I'm attacking the super fan outlets, like whatever. Like, no, I'm not doing any of that. You know what I'm doing? I'm trying to get that guy paid. Because if Garrett Bowles plays like he's capable of playing, he is capable. Garrett Bowles is not bad at football. He needs to be better than he's playing right now. I don't know if it's coming back from the fractured ankle. I don't know if it's this is just who he is. I don't know if it was 2020 was a weird year. For every reason, and because there were no fans in the stands, and they didn't really call holding. Like, I'm not sure what exactly the answer is. There's lots of ingredients. But to quote Half-Baked, I think it's more complex than that. So we can either cover our eyes and be like, Garrett Bowles, Pro Bowl left tackle. No problem, let's go Broncos. Or we can say, whoa, <laughs> Garrett, hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> like, you need to play better. It hasn't been good. He's been getting worked out there, and it doesn't matter if it's Randy Gregory. doesn't matter if it's Nick Benito. doesn't matter if it's Jonathan Cooper. doesn't matter if it's Frank Clark. Garrett Bowles getting worked, like ran around all the time, and that's a problem, especially because a lot of us felt this Broncos pass rush would be a question mark. Now Benito's coming through. Cooper's coming through. Randy Gregory's always awesome for 10 games, but like, you would want, for example, and I, I pass their hands on a different level, so perhaps this is unfair, and Justin Simmons is on a different level, so perhaps it's unfair. But with Simmons, Simmons got got by Taylor Grimes once. Okay? It's going to happen. But Simmons has picked off Russell Wilson, well, like six times in training camp, and he only, pra- he only practiced for like six days. He had like a pick a day, everybody. But that's Justin Simmons. So you say, okay, check. So if... Uh, Taylor Grimes gets open on Justin Simmons in one-on-ones. You just go, yeah, whatever. You know, it happens. It's going to happen. But most of the time, you know what Justin Simmons is doing? While Taylor Grimes is on the bench, by the way, you know what Justin Simmons is going to do? Justin Simmons is going to make a play. Pass or ten. Once in a while. I've saw Jerry Judy get one against him. One. Cortland Sutton's got probably four or five on him. Okay. And... And him and Court, let's say it's like 50-50, five up, five down, something like that, right? Something around there. Jerry Judy is like one, <laughs> maybe two out of ten, you know what I mean? So Sertan wins most of those. But either way, 
I watch a Pat Sertan, and I go, yep. I mean, the dude's the greatest in the league. Justin Simmons is the greatest safety in the NFL. So you got the greatest corner, you got the greatest safety, and again, I, perhaps it's unfair to compare Garrett Bowles to the greatest in the game. But damn it, you're getting paid, right? How about you get paid again? How about they rework your contract and you get more money, more money, more money, right? Always the black, never the red. It's my rule in Vegas, KJ. Always the black, never the red. What you got? Well, Garrett Bowles, we're about ready to play that shell game. What you got? Turn that card over. What you got? Come on, Garrett. Go get paid. Play better. Because when I watch him out there, I see someone that's getting beat all the time. I don't see someone like Pat Sertan who's like, oh, and Court gets him a couple, and then maybe Judy once in 12 days. But, like, Sertan is dominating. Justin Simmons, when he's healthy, is dominating. Josie Jewell. Hey, sometimes a running back will get open on Josie Jewell. Hey, sometimes a tight end, not Greg Dulcich, will get open on Josie Jewell. You know what happens most of the time? Josie Jewell's making plays. You know what I see with Garrett Bowles? Someone who's not healthy and someone who may never be. Never? Never? Naval? What? English is so difficult for me. <laughs> like, I need to brush up on my Spanish. Trust me, I'm trying to get on with Univision. Some, that TV money will be ama- amazing, but I need to brush up on my English. Maybe Garrett Bowles will never, ever, 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 ever be what he was in 2020. And we have to be ready for that. And not, not only do we, we and me and you, the Broncos have to be ready. Because if it doesn't work with Garrett Bowles this year, Garrett Bowles, you're not getting paid again. Probably going to get cut. And if it doesn't work with Russ, now you're looking for a franchise quarterback and you're looking for a left tackle. I do not want to live in a world where the Broncos are looking for a franchise quarterback and a left tackle at the same time. So, Garrett Bowles, I'm not going to blow bubbles at you like everyone else does and the fake people who like try to hang around you and act like your friend. I respect Garrett Bowles. I like Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles is a good man. I need him to be a great football player. I need him to get paid. I'm rooting for Garrett Bowles more than the guys that blow bubbles at him. You're the best, Garrett. Just go away. Go, Garrett. Go Broncos, Garrett. Like, no. Hey, Garrett, play better, dude. Go get paid. Because this team cannot be in a situation if they have to look for a franchise quarterback next year, and they and Garrett Bowles is a lot. Hey, Garrett Bowles, amazing season, right? He played a Pro Bowl and all these accolades, and everyone loves Garrett Bowles. If Garrett Bowles gets that money, which I want him to get, but you got to replace Russell Wilson, you can do that. But if you hit in an offseason, and George Payton's probably sweating listening to this conversation. If you and I don't even know if George Payton's going to be here, okay? If you're going to the offseason, you're George Payton, you got to find a franchise quarterback because you failed in making the trade for Russell Wilson. One, you probably won't be around if that's the case. And you've got to look for a left tackle. You're screwed. And it's another season down the drain. And for the love of God, I wish I could cuss. I do not want that to be the case for this team. I don't want another lost season. 
And I'm not even talking about 2023. I'm talking about 2024. If you got to get a franchise quarterback and a left tackle, you're screwed. You could maybe do one. Maybe. You can't do both. Garrett, play better. Go get paid, dude. I want you to get paid. I know you're good. I've I synced it. I know you're good, Garrett Bowles. Go be good. Get healthy because you're not healthy. Get healthy and go be good. Was that good enough for DMAC, Kenya? I think that'll pass the test. He should be home by now. All right. Hopefully he made it home, D. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I'm Cecil Lammy. Why the Broncos need to smash box. Eh, wait. I'll explain. Coming up next. It's Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Cecil Lammy, Denver Sports Tonight. And tonight's episode is brought to you by the word B. Or wait. <laughs> Man, not only do I not have the English language mastered, I don't even know the difference between a letter and a word. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the letter B. It would have sounded so much better had I not screwed it up. Anyway, I want to talk to you about the letter B. There's a couple of B's you need to get used to if you're watching the Broncos. That's one. B is for Broncos. Number two, B is for box. The Broncos are going to smash box. It's a scouting term. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's about softening up a team on the inside. There is the defenders in the box. You are going to smash that. You are going to run, run, run for this team. You have to be prepared. We've been watching the Broncos practice. I've been at training camp every day. Love it. I haven't seen the Broncos offense yet. I've seen the Broncos plays. Kind of saw them in the offseason. And for the love of God, this is the 2021 Saints. There's, it's not any sort of mystery. No one's giving anything away. If you're like, you want to know what the Broncos want to do? Watch the 2021 Saints. And they look pretty good. Was Jameis Winston out there until he got hurt? I think Winston was out there for seven games. So they're going to run the ball. See that? Defenders in the box? Yeah, smash them. That's where the term smash box comes from. So they're going to, the Broncos are going to run into the box. And it's going to be boring. (laughs) You better be ready because... This isn't going to be, I think the Rams-Chiefs game from a few years ago with the Van Halen score, 51-50, or Van Hagar, I should say. With that score, and it wasn't 51-50, I can't remember what, it was 55-50-something, and there's a niner in there. But anyway, like, that game kind of broke everybody because now fans, especially fantasy GMs, are like, give me that score. Let's see if they can score 50. Like, no, defense is a thing. The Broncos have a great defense. So their great defense is going to slow you down for the most part. You're going up against Vegas. Well, there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that guy can't play. You're going up against Washington the next week. That's probably Sam Howell. Sam Howell is um, probably should have been drafted by Denver. Let's just say that. Miami, you got a bunch of speed to deal with. Devin A-Chain, get on the A-Chain in your fantasy leagues. Chicago, Justin Fields, very exciting. The Jets, there you go. Kansas City, this really doesn't let up. Green Bay, now Jordan Love, we'll see what he has there. Kansas City again. Before the week nine bye, you have eight games. Are you going to be four and four? Perhaps. 
Are you going to be five and three? Less likely. Six and two? Less likely. Seven and one? Very unlikely. Eight and oh? Incredibly unlikely. But I guarantee you, against Vegas, you can play great defense and you can run the ball. That's going to be a boring game. You want to win? You're going to have to win ugly and you're going to have to win boring. Washington. Eric Bieniemy, new offense. Watch out for Jahan Dotson in fantasy leagues, by the way. Everyone's sleeping on him. And Terry McLaurin's awesome. I love him. Hate the nickname Scary Terry. But anyway, love Terry McLaurin. Jahan Dotson could be their Tyreek Hill. I said it. I said it. I seen it. Miami, that speed, that's tough to deal with. Um, but you can run the rock. What's the best way to get rid of that speed? Have him cold on the sideline. Justin Fields and the Bears. You got DJ Moore there. They can run the rock themselves. That'll be an ugly game. It's in Soldier Field. Now it's early in the season. October, Chicago shouldn't be that bad. Well, I mean the weather. But anyway, Jets, Aaron Rodgers going to want to light you up. Nathaniel Hackett going to have a thing or two for you. Yeah, run him down. Run it down the throat. Kansas City, you're going to have to run to keep Mahomes off the field. Green Bay, you can run. And Kansas City, you're going to have to run. Now, those two games against the Chiefs, and perhaps even a little bit against Miami because the Broncos in Miami. Uh, it's never really a good result. But either way, I want you all to be excited about this Broncos team. I want you all to trust in the Walton Pender group. I want you to trust in Sean Payton. I want you to wait and see on Russ. But I want you to know that when they win this year, it's going to be boring. The Broncos are going to play a boring brand of football, and I'm okay with that. As long as they win, I don't care. Hey, they barely beat the Raiders 24-23. to 23. Yep. Did they win? Results-based business, baby. The Broncos are going to be boring this year. If they have their way, they're going to be boring. But boring football, while boring, can win. I know we're all excited for the return of the Denver Broncos, but I don't expect them to light up the scoreboard. Tomorrow night, what do I expect? Well, check out DenverSports.com and all of our digital platforms. Orange and Blue today, 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Andrew Mason and I will break it down for you every single day. Many thanks for you to listening. KJ is the man in the box. I'm Cecil Amy saying... Stay tuned, look out, and stay frosty.